Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Good Saturday morning to you here in the Northwest. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm your car talking pal, New York video for the next uh, 58 minutes or so. We will be talking cars and automotive lifestyle and everything that goes around that. Got a good show for you this morning. Uh, Packed up with a lot of information because there's a lot of information that is uh, bouncing around the automotive world. Uh, this past week, uh, as you probably know, if you listen to this show, uh, the New York Auto Show was canceled. The press day was supposed to be on the 19th. It was supposed to be running this weekend through next week. But because of COVID, <clears throat> the owners of the, uh, of the operators of the show and the city of New York decided to cancel the show and reschedule it again for 2022. What can you do as uh, this country finds itself once again in the grips of uh, the COVID situation. Uh, and uh, a horrible thing again, uh, hospitals are filling up again, no ICU uh, beds available. It's just a, a horrible thing, but that's uh, that's something that we're, we're all dealing with now and will be dealing with uh, as far as big events for a long time. And I just hope that you uh, go out there and get vaccinated uh, and get yourself uh, wear your mask and try to do what you can do your part to uh, uh, to help stop this thing or at least uh, tamp it down a little bit. So anyway, I didn't mean that there weren't uh, many car reveals this week in New York. A, a lot of the manufacturers decided, since everybody was heading toward New York anyway, uh, to show a few new cars. We'll talk about them. Uh, we also will uh, delve into a place that should be an automotive museum of some kind um, going away. It's a place that many people, including yours truly, have pilgrimage to uh, when they got to Southern California to uh, experience the, the place where such cars as the Munster Mobile and the Batmobile and uh, iconic cars of the 50s, 60s, and 70s were created. We'll talk about that as well. Jeff Ehuden will join us uh, on his uh, his road trip. is coming to an end. Uh, Jeff has been on the road all summer for a drive toward a cure, and he has uh, graciously uh, joined us to let us know about his adventures. He's been from one side of the country to the other, all for uh, raising money for Parkinson's disease research. And uh, we will talk to Jeff and get his thoughts on his road trip. He's back east now, so uh, get a hold of him as well. Uh, some of the things that uh, we need to talk about quickly this morning, or not, not quickly necessarily, but up front is, um, and I want to start with this because this is one of the cars that I've been telling people to buy. And the unfortunate thing is when you do this, until a car has some history behind it, has some legs under it, you don't know the reliability and a lot of other things about that car is why I always tell people, stay away from the car for the first year. Let them work the kinks out of it. Let them figure out. Uh, I have been uh, so high on the Chevrolet Bolt uh, that sometimes I think I'm disgusting when I look, listen back to the shows. I've been effusive in my praise for this car uh, because, number one, it is um, a Chevy, and I'm a Chevy fan. Number two, it represented the future. Number three, it was an American car built in America. I, I mean, you know, it was everything you wanted an electric car, everything that the future is supposed to be about electric cars. General Motors has made a huge investment in electric mobility. And uh, the news comes down this week that Chevy, there had been a recall on 2022 Chevrolet Bolts because of problems with the battery. They burst into flames. Well, now they have extended that recall to all 
Chevrolet Bolts. If you are a Chevrolet Bolt owner, uh, you want to check your email or check uh, the, the GM website because there are certain things you need to do to your car so that it doesn't burst into flame or potentially burst into flames. And uh, number one is if you park it in a garage, don't. Uh, until you can uh, get this problem fixed, they're advising that you don't park the car inside a structure. And there's a, a battery uh, charging, uh, you know, criteria that they want you to follow until they can figure out and repair and put new batteries. They are going to replace the batteries in all of the bolts that have been produced. They have stopped selling. Chevrolet bolts or producing Chevrolet bolts until they are satisfied that the problems from the battery manufacturer, LG batteries, which is same manufacturer have half the television sets in this country and refrigerators and ovens uh, are, uh, so it's a reliable manufacturing concern, but this battery technology is new. And it is, um, you know, there, there are going to be mistakes. There's going to be things that happen along the way. And this is one of them. Uh, they don't know when they're going to get these uh, uh, cars straightened out. There have been a total number of uh, 10 fires so far uh, that can be traced back to the batteries. They are... Uh, Working with LG as General Motors to increase the battery production when it gets straightened out. And as soon as replacement parts are ready, they'll get those parts to the dealer and uh, get them installed and hopefully send you on your merry way. This is going to cost uh, GM billions of dollars. I think they're up to $2 billion or close to $2 billion already. And... Again, I'll go back to what I said about the Bolt. I think it's a great little car. It serves so many different purposes as a, uh, you know, as a short haul urban vehicle. Except that, uh, you know, it has that little problem of bursting into flames. And, um, you, you know, you have to fix that because there's two things that go on here. Number one, you know, General Motors has... A, you know, probably their reputation already. And number two, uh, and, and maybe even more importantly than General Motors' reputation, is there are a lot of, just as there are a lot of anti-vaxxers out there, there are a lot of anti-electric car people out there. And when things like this happen, it gives them ammunition to say, oh, you see these electric cars are never going to work. I would never buy one. Uh, this, you, you know, just the uh, the old man on the lawn type of deal. But it gives them some ammunition to say that these things are a failure, that they're not going to work. And I still don't believe that and uh, to be true. I think these cars are going to work, as I've said many times before. The infrastructure has to be brought up so that you can um, charge one of these cars quickly and uh, easily and go on your merry way. It has to be like filling up at a gas station. People will buy that. People will, will love that, that concept. But it has to be as easy as what we have had before. So anyway, the new batteries on these cars will come with an eight-year, 100,000-mile um, warranty. And uh, they'll replace the battery modules in 2017 to 2019 bolts. And the 2020s are already being uh, replaced. And, and again, uh, GM really has to get on the stick here because they are set on a goal of selling only electric passenger vehicles by 2035, and that's not that far away. So hopefully GM will get that straightened out. And if you bought a Bolt on my say-so, sorry for the inconvenience. Um, I, you know, as, as I said, we, we look at them, we tell you how they are, and, and we hope for the best, but we just don't always, until years down the road, figure out what the mechanical problems 
uh, can be. All right, Nathan, good morning, Nathan. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing well. Good, good. Nathan, our, our erstwhile producer, is with us, and uh, he always asks a question at this time of the morning. Uh, okay. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Yes, the famous, yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? And I am driving this week, um, I think maybe one of the, the prettiest cars that Volkswagen has ever produced, uh, the Ardeon, which rhymes with Partyon. Uh, the uh, 2022 Volkswagen Ardeon is uh, a large sedan. Yes, Virginia car companies are still making sedans. And Volkswagen has made this one incredibly beautiful. It is an attractive car. Well, the lines just flow. Everything fits into place. Uh, the nose of the car is set down low, so it gives uh, an appearance of a low, sleek look, which is unusual, <clears throat> excuse me, for the Volkswagens because, you know, the Passat and the Jetta have more of a, a, a higher look to them. But this car seems to be more Audi uh, than it is Volkswagen. Uh, it is a, um, you know, custom design, very beautiful roof line that flows down into, it, it's a sedan looking car, but it actually is a hatchback. You open up that rear deck by pushing the Volkswagen emblem and you get a lot of space in there, a lot of uh, ability to put stuff in there, fold the rear seats down, and it gives you uh, as much space as uh, some small SUVs. Uh, as far as the ride of the car, I've been pleasantly surprised with how this car handles the road and how it hits the bumps. It is um, a well-designed, well-riding car, and I'm uh, very interested in getting it on the road today, uh, taking it for a nice trip and learning more about uh, the dynamics of this car and how it does through the curves and through the hills and over the dales, or is it over the hills and through the dales, that... Um, that this car uh, represents, that this car uh, that Volkswagen is uh, using as their flagship car as a replacement for the CC that was around a couple of years ago and even uh, back to the Phaeton, uh, a, a car that, uh, that will drive you into their showrooms, even if you're not looking for that car, you'll go in to look at that car and then from there, uh, possibly buy something else. So uh, that is what I am driving this week. Uh, what uh, our good friend Jeff Ehuden is driving is a, uh, a taco, a Toyota Tacoma, clearly the most popular off-road truck in America. And uh, he is on the road. Uh, the drive toward a cure is what Jeff is piling up miles for. It's a website. It's an organization. It is a concerned group of car enthusiasts and owners and drivers uh, that want to see an end to Parkinson's disease and have decided to do something about it, uh, raise money toward that goal. Their uh, website is drivetowardacure.org. And with Labor Day coming up, you certainly can contribute uh, by uh, signing people up to Pledge money for every mile you drive on your summer vacation or on your Labor Day road trip or wherever you're going. There's a, a, a vehicle here for you to raise money for Parkinson's disease research. Jeff, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. I'm doing great. I'm in, uh, on the beautiful Chesapeake Bay here in Delaware, uh, sort of on a quasi beach on a Delaware type beach. Daytime Beach, so um, yes, I am, uh, and the taco still runs beautifully. It has performed without a flaw on this entire trip. It's a pretender scum, but uh, I'm totally sold on this track, and uh, that's it. It's um, it's been uh, a real uh, joy listening to you talk about this truck, and and I mean, you really have uh, bonded. I, I don't know, I want to say, I'll ask you, have you bonded more with your truck on this trip? And people laugh about that kind of thing, but auto enthusiasts, uh, car enthusiasts tend to bond with their with the vehicle that they drive. 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's, uh, I've bonded with every vehicle going back to a 1974 Honda Z50 that I encountered when I was six, and that is what's great about getting on the road and doing something like 75 Days of Summer is you can, you can get out and just enjoy the ride, enjoy the drive, as we've talked about, meditate on the road. Um, you know, look, as I mentioned, I lost my pop in December. This was a trip that he and I wanted to do, and in early January, I didn't think I'd find a six-speed. I wanted a taco. I never thought I'd find a six-speed. There was one, a lone bold one popped up, Facebook Marketplace, um, right about 20 minutes in Brooklyn, right downtown Fort Greene, Brooklyn. So, um, yeah, it's it's been extraordinary, and there's so many taco fans out there. I mean, especially out west. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, when they see the stickers on the truck, they want to understand what's going on. And we've gotten a couple of, uh, folks to, uh, to give in just on that fact. So it's, it's been great. You know, I, I, I cannot complain at all. Um, I'm going to own this truck for decades, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, now how much longer? Are you on the road for? Uh, are you going through Labor Day, or, you, or or being in Delaware is starting to point you back toward uh, toward the great city of New York? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I'm actually going to be back uh, sometime mid next week in New York. I've got just got a couple of things that sort of cropped up, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've been on the road now for, for a month and twenty days, and um, you know, look, it's uh, it's a it, it's not a grind. It's I'm still having fun. I'm still meeting new folks. I met two great folks yesterday. Um, uh, one who was camping next to me up here in Delaware. And um, so I'm, I'm going to miss that part. But, um, you know, look, I, I, I got to admit, I miss my cat, too, you know, and my, and my, my couch and the ability to just uh, not go driving and be out in public constantly. So... You know, I, it, this is done, you know, when, when, when Deb Pollock and I talked about it and, you know, she's been a dear, dear close friend of mine for, for decades now, you know, I wanted to get out and push myself and get beyond my limits. And um, the challenge of doing this, the challenge of getting a lot of miles down, the challenge of trying to raise awareness um, about Parkinson's and about the different aspects of it and the, and the search for for cure um, has has been a good challenge. I feel like I've done pretty well. I'm going to ride out through the end of the summer talking to people and probably, you know, going on, on more minor road trips like up to the Catskills or out to the East End. But um, yeah, man, I'm going home. I need a slice of pizza. I need my bodega. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. You, you know the corner pizzeria, the corner bodega. You know, if, if you can't you get your uh, Goya Balta Hatui, what is life all about? That's it. I know. I'm I'm having like withdrawal. I've been eating. I've been eating. You know, I, I miss. Uh, I miss that part about New York. I'll tell you that much. You know, so. Um, but it's beautiful here. It's been uh, Delaware. It's been fun. I visited a very good friend in. Um, in uh in uh virginia and it's funny my friend billy jones and his wife amy and his kids billy and i were dishwashers at a camp that i went to for about 12 years and we've kind of talked via facebook and that sort of thing we haven't seen each other in 37 years and it was like it was it was as if no time went by it's as if we saw each other last week it was uh extraordinary and that's you know again another good reason you know if if, if you do so safely and in, in these days you always got to think about that but um he's a nurse his wife is uh is a is a, is a doctor and it was just really great to spend some time meet their kids and, and just have a good time there in uh in humid virginia yeah, i think that's one of the things that i enjoy about uh, hitting the road uh, too, and I'll be hitting the road hopefully here in September for a week and hopefully raise some money uh, for Drive Tour to Cure as well. Uh, um, 
you know, you, you stop in places and yeah, you meet new people, but it also gives you an opportunity to check in and, and, and stop by people. You know, Facebook is great, but there's nothing like that face-to-face meeting where you get to hug somebody, you get to shake their hand, yeah. or their elbows or whatever, you know, whatever uh, protocol calls for. Uh, there's nothing like that. There's a renewal that goes on when you see people who've meant something to you so, uh, so much to you in the past but, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, moving away or anything, you don't get to see him as much anymore. Yeah, you well said. That's exactly it. It's, it's uh, you know, it's been, uh, you know, it, it just all the people that I've stopped by and seen, they've all, they've all been interested in, in the 75 days and the trip. They've all been caring about what, you know, what I've sort of seen and, and gone through over this year. And, uh, and there's just, yeah, you, there's no way to put into words what it means to spend a few days with people that you love, you know, and, and, yeah. and sometimes you haven't been able to see in a little bit, you know, as we move along here. So uh, it's it's been great, you know. It, it uh, I've I've answered a lot of the questions I'm going to answer at the beginning of this trip. So. Well, that's well, that's good. You we uh, we have so enjoyed. Uh, every week listening to your updates. I know we'll have one again uh, next week, but uh, it's it's really been inspirational, I think, for, uh, I know me, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, just to uh, live a little vicariously through you and, and your road trip. And, and even when we were out on the road, I think we were in the same state for about five minutes when I went to Utah, uh, just to yeah. kind of, uh, you know, catch up with your adventures. They've been good, and I hope that... Uh, that you've gotten uh, out of it uh, what you have given to listeners of my show and to uh, people that, uh, that, you know, that, that uh, are thinking about going on the road or maybe a little afraid of it because of COVID or whatever. Um, you know, y- your adventures, I think, gives people a little bit of a, of a validation to say, okay, this guy's out on the road. I'm going to go out on the road. He's, he's making it sound good. So I think that's a great thing, Jeff. I really uh, appreciate that about our conversations. Yeah, I, I hope people do take that, uh, get that as a takeaway. I mean, it, it, look, there's a lot of space. I've been able to get a lot of space, a lot of air, and I've found people to be, you know, it's it's funny with the way that the country is now. I've gotten along and spoke with people that, that I haven't, yeah, I wouldn't have, wouldn't imagine so, you know, course. and um, I don't know, for me, getting on the road is always, um, it, it always cures. In, in my life, like uh, just laying it down, you know, and, and just enjoying being out, being free, and um, seeing new things, you know, it's uh, it's the best way to live. Jeff, it's good to catch up with you. We will talk to you again next week, and really appreciate the time and your travels, and have fun in uh, beautiful Delaware there, and uh, say hello to the uh, Joe Biden rest stop airport and um federal <laughs> building i believe <laughs> yeah i think i think i'm a little above those but i'll tell you what maybe when i get back in new york i'll have a i'll fold I'll, I'll over a slice for you eat it the right way you know what i mean thank you man if it ain't dripping oil it ain't a slice of real pizza that's it that's it especially pepperoni all right i got one for you all right man talk to you soon be safe jeff jeffy hooden yeah. Uh, who has been, uh, we've been following all summer. He's been all over the place in the United States. His travels, of course, for Drive Toward a Cure. Uh, Please go to the website at drivetowardacure.org and learn a little bit more about their quest to help Parkinson's disease research. Uh, If you know somebody with Parkinson's disease, have a family member or... uh, know anything about this disease it uh, it really um is something that they're so close to finding a, a a cure and a way to help people with this disease help their quality of life and uh, at drive toward a cure that's exactly what they are aiming for to raise money to distribute out to these research people that um can help people with Parkinson's disease. It's a nonprofit 5013C, um, uh, you know, uh, entity. And uh, they do a lot of good work. Deb Pollock, the woman who uh, makes things happen there, is, works tirelessly at making uh, this uh, charity 
um, a good one, one that you can feel confident in giving your money to and, uh, and, and also making it fun to give your money. If you're going on vacation, you're going someplace this, um, this Labor Day weekend coming up, check them out. Get a, a, a you know, pledge uh, uh, or get your friends to pledge also some money per mile and uh, make a game out of it. There are uh, uh, certainly prizes that they have and incentives that they have for people who do sign up, including uh, lots of mothers, um, uh, car cleaning supplies and things like that. And you'll be doing something good uh, for your fellow human being. And after all, if you can have fun, do something good in this world and uh, laugh about it a little bit and have enjoyment and have a memory of it, a great memory of it, uh, I think that's a pretty good thing. I think that that covers a lot of the stuff that keeps us going. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. I got a story for you uh, that's going to break your heart and make you stand up all at the same time. We have the uh, cartoon of the week coming up as well. Don't go anywhere. It's Drive Time Radio here on 1150 KKNW. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hey, Drive Time Radio. I want to bring uh, producer extraordinaire, who just gave a new title, producer extraordinaire Nathan, uh, back in for a second before we get to this story here on Drive Time Radio. Uh, Nathan, uh, you had a, uh, an accomplishment that many people would like to have in their lives. Uh, you did it in disc golf, uh, a hole in one in disc golf. Is that, am I correct in saying that? That's right. You could also call it an ace too. That's another common way of saying it in the community. Okay. And, and so tell me a little bit, um, about getting a hole in one. I mean, we're in traditional golf, obviously you swing the club, the ball goes up, the ball comes down, it gets into the hole. How do you get a hole in one in disc? golf well it's pretty similar you just uh you start on the tee pad and it doesn't have to be you know any length of hole for me it was 117 feet which is pretty short hole considering you know the average hole could be about 250 feet long but it was a tight area and a lot of trees around low ceiling low hanging branches and i just picked up one of my discs and threw it off the tee pad and it stayed in the air and curved around the trees and avoided them all and all of a sudden I just heard the beautiful sound of plastic hitting chains and my disc was sitting in the basket. Wow, that's a beautiful thing. How did you uh how did you feel when you uh saw your your disc go in? <laughs> I was so enthusiastic and you know me and my friend we went out to play disc golf and we both just jumped up and threw our hands in the air and uh started cheering and yeah, it's just really good. It took me about two years to get my first ace, and I've seen people do it before, and I've heard of people doing it before, but never done it myself up until now. Wow. Well, that's that's a, a great accomplishment. How common is a hole-in-one when you're, when you're playing disc golf? I mean, is it something that people generally do, or is it like regular golf where it's a, a pretty, um, pretty bitch an accomplishment? I'd say it's a bit more common in disc golf simply because you have a larger target and it's not as far away as a normal uh, ball golf type hole-in-one. So I think it's more common in disc golf. They have uh, 
when you're doing tournaments and competitions, they have what's called an ace pot. And whoever gets an ace cashes out on the pot of cash that people uh, contribute to in their course fee. Uh-huh. All right, cool. Well, let's, uh, well, congratulations on that. Now, is it similar to regular golf when you get a hole in one, you have to go into the 19th hole and buy the bar uh, a round of drinks? Does, does that happen in disc golf as well? Um, not usually, but, uh, yeah, sometimes people will do that, or maybe they'll give the person who got the hole in one a prize. So uh, I guess uh, it kind of so, works the other way around. Yeah, so you didn't get hung up with having to buy a bunch of old people. Oh, no. Um, all of a sudden, when you're up buying, everybody moves up to, like, a Johnny Walker Red, <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Walker Black, or uh, Bushmills or something. Well, congratulations, Nathan. That's Thank quite- you. An accomplishment, and uh, you know, I'm 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 proud of you. You're so, you're uh, you're such an interesting cat to talk to. That um, it, uh, I'm uh, I'm very proud of you. We should get you a, uh, a a trophy or a Hall of Fame. We should put you in the Drive Time Hall of Fame on uh, of, of of the golfers division, of which you would be the only one in there. So, <laughs> uh, but that's okay. It's just you can still say I'm a Hall of Famer. Speaking about the Hall of Fame, uh. Any, any kid who is into cars was into cars in the uh, 60s, 70s. Uh, if you went to Southern California, if you went to Los Angeles, uh, you went to North Hollywood, and you looked up Barris Custom Industries. Uh, that was the shop, uh, the place where so many of the iconic uh, custom cars of the 50s, 60s, and 70s was built. That was the shop of George Barris. George Barris, king of the customizers, uh, was, uh, was a legend in the business. And his shop, uh, it, it looks like, um, you know, any other shop that you would see in, uh, uh, in Hollywood, one of those kind of automotive-style buildings where you have like a showroom up front and the garages around the back and an office um, really uh, is a place where people would go and just look in the windows uh, before taking pictures with cell phones. Uh, you know, people actually used to use these things called cameras. And, uh, you know, there would be a parade of cars that would pull up and, ha- and, 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 and young men and, and women too, but mostly young men who built uh, some of Barris's customs uh, in model kits would... Uh, show up and get their picture taken in front of Barris uh, showroom in North Hollywood. George passed away in 2015 and uh, his family now has, you know, taken things over, kept Barris custom industries alive. Uh, They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. uh, They're on Pinterest and they have a YouTube channel. So there's lots of, social media interaction with the family and uh, the cars of George Barris. They live on, uh, obviously. I have gotten a chance to drive the Batmobile. Uh, now, I don't think it's the original Batmobile. It's one of the, I mean, he built, he built uh, several of them to take around the country for car shows. And I have sat in the Munster, uh, not the Munster coach, but the little casket-looking car with... Uh, Eddie Monster, uh, Butch Patrick at the Pittsburgh Auto Show a few years ago. And uh, it seems that Barris Custom Industries, that showroom is going to go away. As happens uh, so many times for so many iconic places, uh, uh, nothing lasts forever. The real estate developers are chopping at the bit, knocking at the door. Uh, the property is probably worth millions, and uh, it's uh, it's time. They're going to sell the property. The Barris family is going to sell the property. Uh, they're going to move and have moved much of the stuff uh, a little bit north and are hoping to, I think, someday open up a museum in um, somewhere in California. And it's sad because this building, this shop, this iconic location would be perfect 
for an automotive uh, customs museum. You have the showroom, you have the outdoor uh, space in the back, you have garages uh, back there that you can park cars in and people can walk back and look at Barris's office uh, back there where he sat there and designed some of these cars, if not all of them. And uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's one more little piece of the automotive landscape that's going away. And you talk to uh, people of my age, my generation, and even, you know, younger, and this was an iconic spot. This was a mecca. This was a place that you followed in car magazines. Uh, you followed what George Barris was doing and Dean Jeffries and, and Big Daddy Roth and other car customers, guys that could take the drawings that you would do in school. And I've told a story many times of uh, uh, my friend Lucian and I sitting in class in eighth grade, seventh grade at uh, IS-145 and drawing cars, you know, on our notebooks and in our notebooks. And George Barris and people like him, but Barris really was able to take those cars that we drew on those pages of the notebooks and make them come to life and make an actual car out of it that you could drive down the street. And it's um, to everybody who, who did that. I mean, I guess if everybody who ever did that drew a car on their uh, notebook in school sent in a dollar, uh, you could probably <laughs> buy this land and keep it as a museum. I wish I was younger. I would uh, I, I would be all over this. I hope that uh, some rich car person, somebody who loves cars and, and has a ton of money uh, that they want to invest or that they want to uh, do or the Peterson Museum or some, some entity uh, buys this property and turns it into a custom car museum. I would uh, see no more fitting um, thing to put in this spot. So many beautiful California custom cars that kids dreamt about in the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, and even into the 80s. So many celebrities had George Barris do custom work to their car. Um, you know, add something here. Elvis, uh, Liberace. I mean, it was uh, just go into the, you know, go to the Barris website and uh, take a look at uh, just some of the people that George Barris built cars for. And I mean, it's off the charts. Sylvester Stallone, Danny DeVito, um, there was a clip that I saw on the internet with uh, Jay Leno, of course, Kid Rock. I mean, I'm just looking at these celebrities that had uh, George Barris build cars for them. Um, uh, uh, Dusty, who just passed away from ZZ Top, those cars that were in that video uh, back in the 80s, I believe were built by uh, George Barris. So uh, even Steven Seagal had a car built by uh, George Barris. So that is going to go away. And it's just said, do yourself a favor. If you get a chance, uh, go to Barris Custom Industries. Uh, Barris.com, I believe, is. And, and, and Google, I mean, learn a little bit more about uh, George Barris and about his place in automotive history. This guy that uh, had, had no money, had nothing, and, and, and a great American story of uh, George Barris. All right, let's hit the cartoon right now, a Saturday morning cartoon. Every week we bring you something that uh, will pep up your day, pep up your morning, and uh, a piece of music that has to do with cars or automotive or driving this week. Uh, we take one from a comedian. Uh, and we tribute because harvest time is coming. All our brothers and sisters in eastern Washington who are going to get on combines and get on tractors and become the lentil supplier 
to the rest of the world. The apple supplier, uh, the Washington produce and uh, crop are uh, uh, par, bar none, uh, some of the best out there. This one is about a guy who needs a tractor and gets quite a surprise when he goes on Craigslist. Here's uh, Tim Hawkins on Drive Time Radio. There you go, Tim Hawkins with a pretty pink tractor, uh, kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek song. Uh, we Listen, we featured station wagons, convertibles, sedans, um, electric cars. We have to get a farm implement here and, and, and there as well. And uh, I saw the pokes fun at a pink tractor. Um, oh, I mean, if it's pink, who cares, right? You get on it and you do your work. That's what farming's all about, getting out there. But I got to imagine if you're... Uh, if you're driving through those uh, roads between uh, Pullman or Othello or, or something out there that uh, you see a guy ride a pink tractor, it'll make you stop and take a picture to post on your Facebook. But a good song uh, from Tim, and we thank him for that. You can check out uh, all of his stuff, uh, uh, a ton of it, uh, uh, back at timhawkins.com. He's got a ton of uh, material on there, and it's uh, – Actually, he's got a song about Starbucks on there as well. So uh, if you're a Starbucks fan, you can go and you can um, check that out. Uh, New York Auto Show was canceled. Uh, as uh, you know, if you've listened to the show, but it didn't stop um, a couple of different uh, car companies from previewing uh, vehicles uh, this week, uh, showing off vehicles in New York. Uh, you just couldn't do it inside the Javits Center. So um, they were able to uh, get some of the media that, uh, that went to New York anyway, couldn't cancel their trips because there was a short uh, a short window there. And uh, certainly uh, some nice uh, vehicles. Um, a couple of uh, highlights of it as the show was canceled, uh, but yet they showed these cars off. Uh, Hyundai uh, previewed their Elantra N, um, uh, which if you know, we're going to talk about the, the Hyundai Tucson. If you know me, you know that uh, I, I think Hyundai is putting out some of the most well-designed, attractive cars right now, passenger cars uh, out there. The uh, design people have been given free reign and it's resulted in some outstanding looking uh, and driving uh, vehicles uh, coming out of the Hyundai showrooms. And um, the Elantra is no exception to that rule. And uh, it was debuted at the New York Auto Show uh, area uh, this week, uh, virtually, and, uh, and, and wound up being a pretty, uh, pretty big hit. So that one also, uh, the folks at Lincoln, uh, have put out the uh, 2022 Lincoln Navigator, which uh, debuted online. Everything is uh, done online, but it was done through the website of the New York Auto Show. And the Lincoln Navigator uh, seems to be a big hit. I drove a Lincoln uh, the, uh, a few weeks ago and uh, was really surprised at the build quality and how well everything fit together, how luxurious it was. It had some of the best massaging seats I had ever uh, felt in a vehicle. Uh, and, and, you know, Mercedes-Benz is king of the massaging seats. But uh, the Lincoln folks here uh, took a page out of the Mercedes-Benz book and, uh, you know, really uh, put it together on this one. And I expect that uh, the Navigator will do just the same. It's always been... One of my favorite uh, uh, vehicles, the Lincolns, and, and those big SUVs, they build them right. It's just nice to see that uh, uh, that they have uh, been able to uh, come along and uh, and do some stuff, some stuff like that. And it's kind of it's kind of sad that this show was canceled because there was really some pretty good uh, vehicles that were supposed to make. Uh, an, uh, an impact in the automotive world. I was especially looking forward to some of the um, 
micro-mobility vehicles, uh, the electric scooters and electric bikes that uh, were supposed to debut at the show. And one of my favorite things always at the show is Camp Jeep, where they, um, you know, they, they set up this, this mountain climbing, rough terrain vehicle track out on 11th Avenue, and you can jump in a Jeep and take it for a ride over all the stuff and see just how good uh, Jeep performs on this test track. And it's really kind of a, it's a lot of fun. And I just get a kick out of driving up a hill on 11th Avenue. You know, I mean, you couldn't do that when I was a kid. at cobblestone streets there. But uh, it will be back next year, the show. And I expect it to be uh, bigger and better than ever. So a lot, you can go to New York Auto Show um, or autoshownewyork.com to get some of the um, uh, taste of some of the vehicles that were supposed to be there. I think it was also huge too for electric cars in that they have a test track downstairs. They set it up downstairs in the Javits and it served two purposes. Number one, that you can run these cars with no emissions. And so you don't have to worry about leaving the car on and uh, you know falling over dead from carbon monoxide poisoning. And number two, it gave you a safe enclosed space where people could get in these cars and see uh, that they weren't mind-boggling machines, but they were like regular cars. And uh, I think that's one of the challenges right now for electric car people. And want, people don't want to sell electric cars is that you, you have this resistance compounded uh, by events like the Chevy Bolt uh, recalls, battery recall situation. And it, uh, A, gives the people who want to rail against electric cars ammunition. And B, it scares people. You know, I think it'll be a, a while before Chevy recovers from this Bolt fiasco. And it'll probably set back their plans a few years in what they are trying to accomplish uh, in moving from internal combustion engines to uh, electric powered vehicle or alternative fuel vehicles as well. Um, It's really, uh, you know, it's a shame because electric is coming. Uh, And when you get the delays it just forestalls something that's uh, that's going to happen eventually. Eventually, you're going to see uh, a predominance of electric cars out in the street. All right, let's uh, jump into uh, the Drive Time Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, the good. I love it when it's all good. I'm a big fan of it being all good. And all good is what I found with the 2022 Hyundai Tucson. What a vehicle this is. You talk about being pleasantly and presently surprised. Um, It just brought, you know, in this class, this is a very competitive class. You have the RAV4, you have the CRV, you have the Mazda. Uh, You have all of these vehicles because this is where uh, one of the classes that the money is in right now. Uh, people are buying these vehicles. Uh, the Hyundai Tucson, along with the Hyundai Santa Fe, have always been good, solid vehicles. Uh, I put people in my family in, in them, uh, suggested that they buy them uh, when uh, they were out there looking for a car. Uh, but the 2022 Hyundai Tucson goes far beyond just being a good car. Uh, the styling language uh, when you visually approach this car and look at it, is stunning. The lines on this car separated from the other slab-sided vehicles uh, that are out there. We were talking before about the Volkswagen Arteon, and you know, one of one of the the, the prime things about the Arteon is its design. It looks visually appealing, attractive when you sit there. It's not just it's not just a white refrigerator. It's a stainless steel refrigerator with an ice uh, maker and a screen in it. 
to tell you what you need from the store. Uh, it, and that's what the Tucson does. It's the stainless steel uh, refrigerator. It, besides having the beautiful lines uh, that are practical in this car, it has a low slung look uh, that really is unique to SUVs, the lighting scheme in the front, the uh, massive grill with lights in it that go up this side, make a visually appealing uh, uh, picture at night, not only visually appealing, but a safe picture. You see this vehicle coming down the street at night. As far as getting into it, uh, the interior in these cars, I notice a lot of people don't like the push button um, transmission selector in the console. I don't mind it. I think they're, I think they're good. I didn't like the dial too much, uh, but the push button electronic transmission, uh, I think saves space, and it also gives them the ability to do some design things in the interior, and they do. Uh, heated and cooled seats, uh, a huge 10-inch screen inside for your infotainment system. Uh, the interior works. Lots of room in there uh, to put whatever you want to put in in the uh, two seats that are in there. Also, running-wise, an excellent, excellent um, engine transmission combination in this thing that move it along uh, very, very quickly. Uh, it comes in a hybrid as well as a regular, and I believe uh, a, uh, uh, what do you call it, plug-in hybrid is on the way as well. The 2.5-liter four-cylinder is what it comes with. There's a 1.6 liter four that's turbocharged. It'll come in the hybrids and it'll give you uh, anywhere between 187 horsepower and 261 um, horsepower in the uh, hybrids. It's well, well responsive. I mean, this thing really, you hit the gas and it picks up and it goes. And it also is a very sure-footed vehicle on the road so i suggest if you're in the market for a RAV4 you're in the market for the Mazda go take a peek at what they're doing uh, with the Hyundai Tucson and you may be pleasantly surprised and it's no surprise to me and you that the show is now drawing to an end so we thank you for participating and listening in the show this morning uh remember you can find us at uh on Facebook at uh Drive Time Radio and TV and uh, we will join you again next week at 8 o'clock in the morning. If the Lord's will and the creek don't rise, right here on Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW.